Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And we are a VHS podcast that looks at the box art, the trailers before the film, and behind the scenes. And we're always, always, always down to wax nostalgia. I've got to get better at that opening. i got to write it down and read it. I'm terrible at, like, I just blank at the stuff that should be scripted in my mind. We just assume that everybody listens to every episode. <laughs> Because you guys do, right? You just uh, go through each one the way you should. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into one of the wackiest films we have done on this podcast, in my opinion. Yes. Yo, Joe. We're doing G.I. Joe the movie. Attack Cobra! It's here. G.I. Joe, the action-adventure movie you've been waiting for. Hey, why didn't you just yell, look out? Didn't you read my green sheet? I'm a man of action. G.I. Joe! A real American hero! G.I. Joe! G.I. Joe, the most exciting adventure ever! Watch it! Explosion! (laughs) Fireworks, explosions, America guns! (laughs) Let's talk about our history of G.I. Joe, just our personal history. Did you have action figures, watch the cartoon? What what was yours? The only uh, connection I had to it was I had some of the action figures, but I didn't didn't, uh, watch the show. I didn't read the comic books. I didn't have any any connection to the toys other than I thought they looked cool. It was fun to see some of those characters show up in this movie and actually, like, have a background for what they are. Uh, But, like, I have, other than owning a few of the cool-looking toys, I have no background with it i've never even seen the live action movies that came out in the 2000s i have no background with gi joe i have very little of a background i was more of a transformers kid but more importantly i was more of a teenage mutant ninja turtles kid so i kind of miss this gi joe real american hero uh i wasn't allowed to watch the cartoon in my grandma's i was three when it started so this this was way too violent and then she just didn't allow me uh my other babysitter didn't and I just was too young. I, I did not get the, like, yo-jo craziness that was when this movie came out. Because in 87, G.I. Joe was just taking over toys. Yeah, see, I was I was born in 89. I do think I missed a lot of it. I think that's why. I think this is just one of those things, like, we're pretty close in age. This is one of those divides. Like, I missed G.I. Joe. Like... By 1990, 1991, when I was playing with toys, it was still like the Ninja Turtles and like Batman and things like that. But like G.I. Joe had kind of almost faded a little bit at that point. Yeah, okay. I mean, that makes sense. You just weren't of the time period kind of like me. Yeah. I'll give you a little bit of a history on Hasbro before we get into this. And maybe a little history of G.I. Joe, a real American hero. The original G.I. Joes made by Hasbro back in the 60s, 70s, the original 12, the 12-inch dolls mm-hmm. and everything like that. I Barbie guess, for boys. Yeah. Uh, even though they refuse to call it a doll, they, right. they're the ones who coined the action figure right. name. Right. 
So I guess during the late 70s, after Vietnam and everything like this, being a soldier wasn't exactly popular anymore like it was in the 60s. So they needed to reinvent themselves. And they talked to Marvel about reinventing the Joe look, the marketing of it. And Marvel, you know, and them got together. They created a comic book called G.I. Joe, Real American Hero in 1982. And that comic ran from 82 to 94 along with the toy line that they came out. So this originally was a comic and toy line that worked together to recreate G.I. Joe. And then in, I guess, whenever 84, they're like, well, let's come out with a miniseries that launched in 85, it did well. So they created like, I don't know, 80, 80 something episodes that ran from 85 to 86. So Hasbro had this, just something that was hot. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we got to come out with a film, a lot like they did with Transformers mm-hmm. or My Little Pony. And they launched this movie in 87 when it was on fire. And we got this bizarre, crazy-ass film. Yeah, the, the whole time I was watching it, I was wondering if this was like a made-for-TV thing or a bunch of episodes cut together into a movie, which I know they did a lot in the 90s. I, don't, I didn't know if this was an 80s thing. But, yeah, it, it actually appears that this was a purposefully made feature-length film. Initially, this was supposed to be launched into theaters. Uh, they had a lot of production problems, and this ended up coming out in 87. Transformers came out in 86, but G.I. Joe was supposed to come out first. But because Transformers and My Little Pony struggled so much in the theater... They decided to make this a direct-to-video, and then they also split it into three parts for syndication. So that's how they... That's where those, like, fade the blacks came in. Yeah. They're yeah. very odd when I yeah. watched it, because I went right into this, face-first into this film, and just mm. like, what the hell is going on? Mm. And then the more I read, the more this made sense. So there's your kind of, like, just quick five-minute history of Hasbro and G.I. Joe, American Hero. And I didn't have any of the toys really i didn't have any of the giant play sets i wanted them my cousin brad i think and brett had a lot of them and maybe my older brother brian but i was so young i just can't remember because at that point i loved ninja turtles in the early 90s so much that that's when i started really getting into toys like i said i i just missed it I think I just missed the wave of G.I. Joe. If it kind of started fading by 94, I mean, that's when I got, like, crazy into, like, toys. Any Anything that was out in, like, 94, actually, was probably around the time I was scooping stuff. So I, I missed this. I missed the craze. Uh, I did have some of the toys, but I had no sort of frame of reference. I was just like, that's cool looking. And, you know, then I'd throw it around the backyard, and that'd be, <laughs> that'd be the day, you know? <laughs> yeah, I feel like this really fizzled after the movie, and then the second series came out in 87 or 88. I don't know, whenever. They did, like, another 40-something episodes. I feel in the, by the mid, by the early 90s, you know, kaput. Yeah. Now, I do th- find something interesting about this, that they went down to the three and three quarters toys. Yeah. Uh, because of the success of Star Wars. Yes. I bet they saved a ton of money, too. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they did. Just, like, as a former toy person, the three and three quarters are way cooler, too, than yeah. the 12 inches. Yeah, you can sit there and play with multiple ones and you're, with your friends you in the playground. Throw around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they were awesome. I love the Star Wars three and three quarters, and the, the ones of these that I had were so cool. 
Have you watched the documentary that Netflix has on toys? Yes. Yes, I've seen this G.I. Joe one. It's good. It, yeah. It gave me some history because I didn't, you know, I didn't collect these. Like, I, I collected the Star Wars one, so I, I watched that one first. But then I went back and watched Barbie and G.I. Joe and, and Master of the Universe, which were ones that, obviously, I didn't collect, but were fascinating. So, great series. Looking yeah, I forward personally. to its return. <laughs> I really personally enjoyed the Star Wars one and the He-Man one the most. The He-Man one just kind of blew my mind with like how they just reused molds all the time yeah. and how that was just like thrown together of like we need we need these toys I invented this ah fuck it put a cartoon out yeah yeah <laughs> I love it it's awesome so, so you, 80s yeah you really learn that it's just like how can we shove this down parents and kids throats and then make the parents buy these kids toys right and love the movie it. we are about to watch definitely definitely was made to sell toys it is consumer 80s at its finest we're gonna walk into the video store and let matt break down this box art along with all the regular gi joe superhero papers this high gloss spectacle introduces a whole new cast of kinetic characters that are sure to be a hit with kids across the country you have nothing to fear but falcon himself miami vice super cop don johnson stars as the voice of lieutenant falcon the playboy whose shenanigans land him in the slaughterhouse. I've been expecting you. Ruled by who else but that patriotic pain, the incredibly awesome Sergeant Slaughter. You're going to war till you wish you were dead. Then it's off to Cobra Land where the terrifying Galobolus, brilliantly voiced by Burgess Meredith, reveals his plan to destroy the minds of every human on Earth. This invisible planet will be ours. <laughs> now, right in their own homes, kids everywhere can see if G.I. Joe can still save the day in this high-budget, high-voltage film showcase of their all-time favorite superheroes. And this is for the U.S. Army! your seatbelt for the supercharged motion picture debut of G.I. Joe the movie. Matt, what made you want to rent this? <laughs> so here's the cover. Uh, on the top, we get the studio logo, Celebrity Just for Kids. I remember them putting out a bunch of cartoons in the 90s, uh, this Just for Kids label. Uh, I don't know who owns that studio or whatever, but I remember seeing that Just for Kids logo on a bunch of cartoons I had in the 90s. We've got the American flag draped in the background with the G.I. Joe team standing in front of it with one of the guys actually still carrying an American flag. One third of the box down, you get two American flags. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Um, we've got like the ships, the helicopter, the spaceships, the pterodactyl looking monster thing, space uh, shuttle taking off in the air, all kinds of shit just flying in the air. The lead G.I. Joe, which is, what's his name, Falcon, Lieutenant Falcon, has his gun just like blazing, still smoking in the co on the cover. And uh, on the side, we see like the snake and the, the villain and the other snake villain guy and then like the snake headquarters with the stairs and a bunch of bats and creatures and things on there and gi joe the movie bursting through the middle the after the gi joe the red white and blue uh, as their logo so i mean three appearances of old faithful or whatever they call it uh, what do they call the flag i forget i don't care uh, <laughs> old glory old glory thank you old faithful is a mind something else sorry you want to know how i know you're a socialist <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what i am i just don't care yeah, and then it says a full-length animated feature film on the cover, so you can't get confused that it's a cartoon. Yeah, really cool mix of, like, the sort of, like, 
mysterious, almost like horror animation with the G.I. Joe, like, sunshiny good guy animation. On the side here, we just get, like, two character profiles. We get Falcon, Green Beret on the one side, and on the other side of the spine, we get Serpentor, Serpentor, the the leader of Cobra. He's the Cobra Emperor, as it says on the back, on the side here. Then we flip over to the back, and the back is kind of interesting because it says G.I. Joe the movie, and then it's the Celebrity Just for Kids logo again. And uh, a tagline of the venom of Cobra, the vengeance of the G.I. Joe team. Whatever, whatever tagline. And this is the description. The Joes face their gravest mission as they fight to save the Earth from total destruction at the hands of the evil creator of the Cobra organization. In this action-packed animated feature film, they are pitted against deadly enemies in a technology they don't understand. Me neither. In a battle, they must not lose. Color, 93 minutes. Closed captioned. Uh, I wonder if this is... This one's in stereo. So this is during the stereo era. But here's the most interesting thing about the back. We get character profiles. So I'll go through these really, really quick. Uh, on the back, we have Sergeant Slaughter, Drill Instructor, Serpentor, Cobra Emperor, Falcon, Green Beret, Jinx, Ninja Intelligence, Hawk, Something Commander, but it's covered by one of the other boxes, uh, Cobra Lagarde, uh, Chuckles, Undercover, Lady Jane, Covert Operations, Pythana, Red Dog, Leatherneck, Marine, Law and Order, MP, and K9. And Tunnel Rat, EOD. Yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> so this doesn't have Duke on the back, and Duke is the G.I. Joe leader. I think it's because they're pushing Falcon really hard with this one. Oh, with no the, kidding. Yeah. It's it just like Hot Rod and Transformers. Like, we need a new yeah. young lead yeah. and to sell to the kids. And it's Falcon, who is played by none other than Don Johnson. <laughs> So weird. <laughs> like the ladies' man from Miami Vice. Yeah. This is the guy you choose to be, like, the face of your animation? Yeah. The guy who's, like, banging women? Yeah. G.I. <laughs> Joe, meet Don Johnson. <laughs> Kids, this is the man you want to be. Right. That's what they're, like, doing. They're doing, like, the machismo man. Everybody, the, the womanizer. Cool guy. So, I mean, what I knew about G.I. Joe, before I put in this film, all right, I knew G.I. Joe was basically Nick Fury type thing. Mm. Marvel, whoever created the G.I. Joe, like, new characters for the New American Heroes, whatever it's called, he, like, wanted to do Nick Fury battling uh, Hydra, you know, mm. Nazis and everything like that. And when Marvel and Hasbro got together, they're like, well, let's make Nick Fury and then the G.I. Joes. Okay, and instead of fighting Nazis, because everyone's done that, let's fight terrorists. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, we can't call them terrorists. Let's call them Cobra. Yeah, and and for whatever reason, let's make them like monsters, basically. Not like dudes, like literal like monsters in this movie. That's what confused me about this. So when we put in this tape, we'll talk about it. I was like, what the hell is going on with all these (laughs) monsters and everything? I'm pretty sure the show was just cobra was a group trying to take over the united states the world or whatever and gi joes were the people who had to step up Mm. and take down the terrorists right so i mean pretty basic yeah story this movie though (laughs) what the hell is going on 
So I mean, you want to stick in the tape and just like I get. I guess before we stick in the tape, I just have to ask if you saw this cover though, as a kid, do you pick this up? No, I didn't because I just <laughs> like I, I don't care about the GI Joe, and I, it's not like I'm anti-hero or anti-American or anything like that. It's just like I didn't watch this, so I would go to Transformers way before this. Now, now knowing and watching this film, I want to own this because this is fucking balls out crazy yeah so i mine is exactly the same it's as a kid i absolutely would have passed this up i wasn't a gi joe fan i knew what it was Mm -hmm. every kid still knew what it was it just wasn't a fan so i would have absolutely passed this up but 10 years ago when i bought this from the same video store i bought fern gully from as they were closing i saw this cover and i was like oh my god i have to see this like i have to know what this is and then it sat on my shelf for 10 years and we finally got here but like I, yeah, as an adult seeing this cover, I was like, absolutely, have to see this. Yeah. What kind of madness is it happening in this? It's such a clusterfuck of a cover. I know, this cover is like America action figures just threw up on it. Like, yeah. It's just like color, nonsense, explosion. This is what happens when you have a toy company desperately trying to sell the vision of America. Yeah. Like and with the Rambo kind of feel and look. Yeah, Rambo meets like... Yeah, this is like Rambo meets Masters of the Universe because there's all kinds of monsters. So they were just going ham on everything here. Yeah, this fucking cover is insane. So let's let's stick, pop it in. Let's pop it in. And now our feature presentation. So I watched the trailer for this film, and it's weird. But again, like when we watch these trailers, I expect trailers before the film. And you and I were very much disappointed. No trailers in this. Yeah, no, we get the Celebrity Just for Kids logo, and then the movie starts. Like, what's, it just starts right off. What's your level of pissed off from 0 to 10 when there's no trailers on these old cartoons? Uh, like a 9. <laughs> I don't want to, like, let it end my world and be at, like, a 10, but, like, I'm like, come on, give me one. <laughs> no, I get, like, a little furious. You're, like, 11. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like... I want these obscure trailers on these crazy-ass 80s films, and they, they gave us nothing. These bastards. Yeah, no, nothing before, nothing after. And they had so much to actually advertise. I mean, come on, Hasbro. Where's yeah, your Transformers? Should've... Where's your My Little Pony the movie? Or where's a toy commercial? Put a toy commercial before the movie. Cobra can run, but he can't hide. The G.I. Joe Crusader is hot on his trail. Nobody beats G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe Crusader. Cobra is shaking, shaking with fear. Crusaders all blasting from the stratosphere. Gotcha. Launch the Avenger. The Crusader and Avenger are one top team. Gear down. Awesome. Nobody beats G.I. Joe. A real American hero. Crusader comes with pilot and Avenger. Yo, yo. That's why you're the brains behind this operation. <laughs> That's exact. Why? Yeah. yeah what the where's fuck? the toy commercial? Like, I don't need another movie, but sell me this fucking G.I. Joe shit. I mean, I know the movie is basically just a toy commercial, but give me a toy commercial. Try to sell me some t-shirts. Try to sell me some lunchboxes. Make me join the fan club. That's what needs to be in front of this tape. Yeah, New Line should have talked to uh, <laughs> Hasbro here. Like, let me tell you how to market a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, we get into this. I watched this film. And the first three minutes to this is basically the definition of this film because it is a coma-inducing confusion blast. Yes. So, yeah, the beginning of this movie is just nonsense. Like, it's like, it's the G.I. Joe theme song, uh, which I, again, not watching the show ever, but I'm familiar with. And it's like, 
them fighting Cobra over the Statue of Liberty, and there's so many colors, and there's so many lights, and there's so many characters, I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> I had to watch the beginning like three times to understand what was happening, and then I had to read the full synopsis online to, like, okay, so Cobra's trying to take over the Statue of Liberty, and G.I. Joe saves it. Not that really complicated of a synopsis, but when you watch this, you don't fucking get that at all. No, like, it starts with lights and colors, and it's almost like seizure-inducing. Like, it's like, it's a lot of, like, flashing lights and colors that make no sense and have no connection to anything. And, and you're like, what's happening? And then you see they're, like, sort of fighting or, like, protecting the Statue of Liberty. But you don't know what's going on. But, like, I knew right away, once that scene happened, I was like, good, I can turn my brain off. Like, I don't have to <laughs> Like, I'm not going to understand this, so we're just going to look at the pretty colors. Like, <laughs> I was so exhausted after watching the first three minutes, I napped. Wow. Like, my brain just goes, can't do this, cannot do this. <laughs> I, I did. I had to watch this movie in thirds. So did I. I had to watch it in three parts. I watched uh, the last two nights after work, which was, like, just put me right to sleep. Not because this movie's boring, but because I don't know what's going on. And then, like, and then I had to finish it right before coming over here today because I just, like, I had didn't have time to finish it and like i also my brain couldn't handle finishing it so <laughs> i had to do it in three parts yeah i watched this on daily motion i mean you said you did it in segments we watched a little bit of this film not the whole thing because there's no way you and i could sit through 90 minutes of this yeah i i am gonna hold on to this tape forever because it's insane but i also don't know if i'm ever gonna watch this again because i don't know if my brain can handle it again like my brain got like fucked by this movie. <laughs> so I, you can watch it on the Daily Motion, broke down by three and all their ads and everything. This film is so hard to rent online. Like, no one carries it. Not even Amazon. Yeah, I, I wonder who Just for Kids kind of let the rights to this go to. Like, I know Shout Factory came out with a super special edition on, on this. Oh, okay, so that's who has it now. Yeah, because at the beginning, besides the Just for Kids uh, logo, it's the Marvel logo. That popped up, the Marvel Animation logo. So, yeah, I didn't know I actually owned this movie. Interesting that it went to shout. What a, like, but just like, okay, let's uh, let's get back to the movie here. Like, what? what? Okay, let me try. <laughs> Seriously, folks, I am not the man who needs to run down this synopsis, but I'm the hero who's going to step up and do it. <laughs> and it might be shit. So we've got them, the G.I. Joes, testing out this new sort of energy i think it was called the g-e-t the g-t-e that was like the b-e-t the b-e-t because then i kept thinking of the channel okay the you think i would channel. remember that too but i thought it was i thought i could also just be making that i, I don't know fans i'm sorry i might just be making there's that. so much going on in this <laughs> like it's hard to retain so they're testing this out cobra and cobra commander and whatever the other snake guy's name is, uh, Serpentor? Yeah, Serpentor. Yeah. Serpentor. I don't know. So they go to attack and get this BET so they can take over the world. I don't right. fucking know. Anyway, it doesn't work out. It shows this assassin try to kill Cobra's emperor. Right. And that turns out to be part of this underground serpent people that are millions of years old. And I guess after the Big Bang, they had to hide in the Arctic. Yeah, you're getting it. You're getting it because I'm forgetting all this. And you're right. This is this is how this is how this went. So they join up with Cobra, I think, to to make their spores in space. 
they need the BET to launch their spores all over the world because the spores turn people into monsters? Yeah, because they do that to Cobra Commander. They mm. turn him into a snake and then Roadblock saves him. Yeah. And then G.I. Joe fights the serpent people in Cobra. They get the BET back. Duke dies. I'm doing air quotes yeah. because they say he goes into a coma. Behind right. the scenes, I'll explain that. And then they win. I know there was training for, like, the new recruits. Yeah, Sergeant Slaughter is training Falcon, who is, like, the new one. They Don Johnson, we talked about, that they add to the team. And he's training with the other trainees then. And they join up with the regular Yo-Jos. And then they, yeah, they, like you said, go on to defeat the both Cobra and the Cobra creators, I guess. The Cobra monsters. I don't get that. I didn't understand. So, Cobra Commander, I think, was supposed to originally be part of these serpent people, but I think the rest of Cobra was put together by Cobra Commander. To t- I don't fucking no, know. No, no, put together what? by Serpentor, who is, has some sort of connection to these serpent Okay, so people. Serpentor has the connection to these monster right. people, not Cobra Commander. Well, no, he, Cobra Commander also does because he was turned by a spore. That's what burned his face. Yeah, I remember that. That was pretty gruesome. Yeah, love that scene. You haven't got the BT. You don't even know where it is. Your plan is laughable. But your punishment will not be. Punishment? What about my trial? It's over, and the verdict is guilty. Guilty of the one unforgivable crime. Failure. And then, I, what? I, so, who the fuck is Falcon? He's so yeah, Falcon is the new addition to the team who, because he's a womanizer and he's just, all he's got is fucking on the brain, he steps away from his security post, lets, lets Cobra into their facilities, and they get a hold of something that's going to lead them to the BET. So then they have to send Falcon to training with Sergeant Slaughter. The middle of this film, I completely lose. There's I so lose much the end. It. I just, like, was, like, I don't know, like, what I just watched, like, literally an hour ago is gone from my brain. I, like, just, like, I'm, I'm looking at everything as it's happening in front of me, and I'm just, like, I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah, the half-serpent man at the end who, whoever, I, I guess Falcon kills, like, what, what, stabs him in the eye with this, like, staff? I, I was, like, what, I don't remember this guy at all. I mean, yeah. I don't know much about the Joes, but. What the hell is going on? Yeah. This is batshit and crazy. Yes. It's absolute insanity. I should also point out, because we talked about it off air, but like now that we're on air, Sergeant Slaughter is that Sergeant Slaughter. Like, he is the 80s wrestling character that used to fight with, like, Hulk Hogan. Sergeant Slaughter, in animated form, voiced by Sergeant Slaughter. My name is Sergeant Slaughter, Special Drill Instructor for G.I. Joe. 
That's terrific, Sarge, but uh, I'm trying to cut down on the chicken sweat just now, so if you'll excuse me... You're going nowhere, Space Case. You're here because you're an industrial straight follow-up. My job is to whip you into shape, and I'm talking whip. There's only two ways out of my command. On your feet like a man, or in a ditty bag. An itty-bitty ditty bag. I don't know if Sergeant Slaughter was in the comic books, but I know Hasbro did... I'm almost positive Hasbro did the wrestling action figures. So Sergeant Slaughter being in this, I guess, would make sense. Cro yeah, there's yeah. a crossover, for sure. I yeah. mean, he was All-America at this point before he turned heel in, like, 90 or 91. Yeah, right, right. When he became, like, an Iraqi friend, ally. Yeah, I don't I don't remember, really, but I do... I just remember him and Hulk Hogan getting into it. Right, they were good. He was a good guy for a while and, like, worked with Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan was the real American hero. Oh, yeah, brother, take your vitamins. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, yeah, he turned heel, much like... Everybody else in wrestling did. That's basically the plot of the movie. That's basically the rundown of the movie. That's what happens. Like that is that is a breakdown of every beat by beat what happens. However, we can't we can't put into words just like the level of insanity here. I mean, the writers, the director, I don't know. Somebody had to be super on coke when putting this together because this moves at like a million miles an hour in a way that you almost get like whiplash watching it because like. You can't keep up. Like, you're saying this, and I'm, like, remembering it, but, like, as you're watching it, you're like, what's going on? Like, it is bananas. It's almost like Michael Bay learned to make films from watching this. Right. This is this is preeminent, like, Michael Bay. This is, this is, like, whiplash filmmaking. Like, wow. See, I watched the Transformers movie multiple, multiple, multiple times. I remember what's happening in that. I know there's a lot going on in the Transformers film, but it feels like you can digest the right. film better. This is so hard to digest. Yeah, no, it happens so fast you can't keep up with it. Like you can't process what's happening. And there, and like every GI Joe character you can possibly imagine is in this movie. They're all in it. All the GI Joes, all the Cobra, and then this whole new race of these snake monster people that are being introduced in this movie as like the higher up villains. They're all new, but there's also a million of them, too. Like, so you've got, like, so many characters. Well, Transformers did the same thing. All the characters in there, many of them die. I mean, Transformers gets grim. But then they introduce more characters. But for some reason, that one worked. Like, you can... You, you know what's going on. This one... This is just throw paint at the wall and see what sticks. This is nuts. Yeah, absolutely insane. I cannot bash this into your head enough how fucking nuts this is yeah yeah no like it's hard to put into words because it's hard to put into words what we saw one thing though that was just like highly disturbing and just of its time but like it made me laugh was the scene where falcon walks up behind jinx smacks her ass and starts like saying you're gonna end up with me by the end of the movie and they fucking do <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's just like you're a creep get out of here like you know anyone would if someone walked up behind you surprised you smacked your ass and said you're gonna end up with me but then they fucking do end up together they like watch as the fireworks go off and like snuggle together at the end of the movie and i was just like what the fuck is going on <laughs> talk about a terrible person for kids to look up little boys to look up to right so if you treat them bad and then refuse their nose, 
you get to sleep with them. Okay, got it, got it. But like, also like, just a terrible character to look up to. Besides this, ob- this very obvious point, but like, he doesn't do the job. He's not good at being a soldier. He's not a teammate. He's he's yeah. He's not a team player. Like this guy, there's nothing really likable about him at all. Like he's he's bad. He's mean to women. He's bad at his job. He doesn't play well with others. Like what? Why is he the hero of this movie? <laughs> he doesn't learn by the end. He just gets the girl at the end. <laughs> he's an awful character. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish I knew more about the series to see if he ever lasted into the like the new like second series of this after the movie came out. I don't know. I, I just I kind of don't care yeah. because if they decided to keep Falcon, what the hell is your problem? This, yeah, this is a terrible character build. <laughs> and like and like sometimes you can have those characters that are like they're bad at everything, but they're so fun to watch. This guy's also like not fun to watch because he's so boring. Besides, like he does all these bad things, but then like just like his character design and like who he is, he's just like Duke's half brother. There's like he's so oh boring. shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> he's so boring. <laughs> That's why Duke dies or goes into a coma, right? Uh, so that's, I, I mean, the character I love in this, first of all, Roadblock, all the stuff he's saying, especially when he's helping Cobra Commander, he's like, I'm gonna get you out. Yeah. Like, I love that guy. Yeah, um, no, he's really funny. I, I kept thinking it was Mr. T, but it wasn't. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I kind of But there, it was somebody doing a Mr. Yeah. T, basically. Uh, uh, he was great. Uh, I'm sure he was incredibly popular. I think The Rock ended up playing him in the new one. Oh, really? Which I've not seen. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Now that I've seen this, I want to go see the live actions. Yeah. Well, the first one sucks. I, yeah, I didn't. I never saw it. But, I, but that's I, why I, I never watched the second one because I watched the first. Thanks, Ryan Taji. That thing is garbage. Oh God! Another character, Sergeant Slaughter. I could just yes. watch him all day. Yeah, he's doing his Sergeant Slaughter bit. Uh, I think Jinx is a fun character too. The one that unfortunately ends up with uh, uh, Falcon. But what I think is interesting about her character is like she's called Jinx because like her special thing is that everywhere she goes, she's bad luck. I think that's, like, a fun character to have. They don't really use it that much in this movie, but, like, it's a cool concept, at least. All right, can I put on my liberal everything's wrong hat? Go for it. That's because I have a lot of friends online that are liberal, and all they do is complain. Okay. <laughs> Super liberals, not, like... Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, like, the, the bad liberals. Yes. We're the good ones. <laughs> Trust us. <laughs> so, like, we're the girls the bad luck. Girls are yeah, bad. I was kind of yeah. like, ah, I'm not going to stretch on that. Yeah, it could be looked at that way, but I don't know. I just like the character. Um, what kind of hat can a super liberal wear when I put that on? A dunce cap? Yeah, but they're just, like, snotty and overeducated. A they fedora? Look at... Oh! Boom! Nailed it. That's why you're the, <laughs> that's why you're the brains. A fedunce cap? <laughs> oh, that's a dad joke. <laughs> Parf liked it. Yeah, Parf. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> Big fan. This is her type of film. Uh, what's uh, Cobra Commander, just because of the voice? Cobra I mean, Commander's awesome. Starscream. What is that voice actor's name? Oh, I don't know, but he's great. We'll just call him Starscream, because I can't <laughs> find it, and I don't feel like wasting any more time, but that... that high-pitched scream yeah, it's great i love that i love covert commander in this movie i wish because like i thought serpentor and pythana were boring villains i wished fucking covert commander got to be the villain of this movie but he's like the guy that like helps them in the end when he turns into a snake monster 
Like, I wish he was actually the villain because he's so fucking funny. He's so fun. And, like, I love that he's, like, a coward and, like, he runs away from the... But that makes an interesting villain. Like, you have a villain who can do everything and is all-powerful and has the one-set goal of destroying the universe. That's boring. But when you have a character that's a coward, doesn't really know what he wants to do, that's a fun villain to watch. Christopher Collins. Oh, Remembered okay. it. Gotcha. No, I didn't even find it. Nice. I just remember because my cousin's name is Christopher, and I'm like, and then, uh, anyway, uh, I was like, Christopher Collins, I think, I think. Nice. Let me know if I'm wrong. I could be. I usually am. <laughs> one, one other uh, voice actor, Burgess Meredith, is in this movie as the uh, main serpent villain guy, which is just very odd. And he must have been, like, in the 70s at this point. This was way after, like, the Batman uh, this was 20 years after Batman and him playing the Penguin and stuff like that. So mm. this is, he's got to be, like, up there. But he has, like, nothing to do in this movie. I'm like, oh, you're just Burgess Meredith, like, yelling into a microphone. Like, you're not, like, doing anything. Uh, yeah, these, man, I, just this whole race of people was so bad. Such an odd choice. Like, I didn't mind the character designs. Like, if I just saw the concept work, yeah. I'd be like, oh, they're kind of cool, but they don't belong in this universe. Right. With that said, 100% agree with you, but I also loved it because it was, like, such nonsense. Well, that's why you loved it, because you just love nonsense. Yeah, I was just like, I was like, this is terrible, and this makes no sense and doesn't fit in this world. Who are these characters? I love it, though, because <laughs> like, it's just like, it's like, yeah, it's like Hasbro threw up on screen and was like, good enough. <laughs> It's like Cool World, like where it's just you love Cool World because it's just like nonsense. I love the nonsense yeah. of it. Yeah, I don't love this movie. I'll say that out outright. But I love it. I love its like sort of fuck it factor it wears on its sleeve. I love that about it. The trash but value of this thing is high. Yes, yes, high trash value, low entertainment value. I guess which so is like usually they're on par. The trashier, the more entertaining. This one's not as entertaining, well, but the trash is through the roof. So <laughs> this is like the top of the trash in the in the garbage can. You know, you're like you can still eat it and digest this. This isn't like the bottom goo garbage pail kids. Yeah, this isn't like the bottom ooze yeah. garbage pail kids because that's kind of like what I like. You yeah, know? no, exactly same like i like the trash at the bottom i like the the gross trash the slimy trash where people see that i own it and they're like what the fuck's wrong right with you? that's what i love this is like trash but like yeah it's not like it's like the hot garbage on top yeah, yeah, yeah. you can still eat it yeah you can still do i mean you shouldn't yeah but you are <laughs> and then you got the kids outside eating their junk food and that's when you get the fun movies that aren't full trash but they're right. trashy yeah yeah. That's yeah. how I always describe this. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, junk food is, like, a good comparison for these as well. But, yeah, like, this, I, like I said, I'm going to keep it because it's so weird and so random. And, like, but I don't know if I'm ever going to, like, purposely watch this again. Oh, no. I might put it on to, like, have people be like, what the fuck is on screen right now? But that's about it. <laughs> uh, invite you, invite people over to a party and see who actually goes into like a seizure. Yeah. From looking over at this right. madness. Right. Oh. I mean, I think that about covers the movie. Is there anything else you want to try to unpack here? Fuck no. Okay. Let's, let's, let's move, move on. Let's <laughs> go behind the scenes here. Is your mom there? No, I'm home alone. Well, you want a prize. What's your address? Uh, 42 Oak Street. Hey, Roblox, some stranger's bringing me a prize. A stranger, huh? 
All he wanted to bring you was trouble. Remember, never tell anyone you're home alone and never give anyone your address. I'll say mom can't come to the phone. Smart thinking. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! So, oh, behind the scenes here, they ended up, this whole Duke thing, which I'm sure a decent amount of people know about it, but Duke was supposed to die in this, just like they did with Optimus Prime. Mm, in Transformers. So I guess the writers of this and the writers of Transformers, obviously being at the same company, both movies being at the same time, you know, I think the Transformers writers found out about it, that they're going to kill off Duke, so they, you know, like, oh, well, we're going to one-up you, we're going to kill off Prime. Optimus Prime, but what happened was G.I. Joe had massive production problems, so Transformers beat it to the theater, and once they saw that, like, fans, kids, like, mutinied against this, I mean, the reception on Killing Prime was bad. So bad that they brought him back in the cartoon. Uh But, you know, I give, that kind of is what makes Transformers, the movie now, so popular, is, like, it is crazy violent, and you can't believe what they did. Killing off all the old seri- first series just to sell new ones. It's part of the like rampage of that movie. This movie, they decided to neuter because of that bad press. Like, dubbed over a voice, saying, like, he's in a coma. I guess I can't look out for you anymore, kid. Don't say that, Duke. Doc will fix you up. This isn't Doc's day for miracles. <laughs> it's my own fault. Oh, too slow. No, no, you did it to save me. Promise me you'll try to get your act together. Be a credit to your country. I'll, I'll, I'll make you proud. You'll see. Yo, Joe. He's gone into a coma. Don't worry. We'll do everything we can for Duke. Yo, Joe. And then later on, they're like, he He's, made it out of the coma. Yeah, it's, it's all ADR. It's not like an actual part of the movie. It's like someone, as they're cutting away to another scene, is like, oh, by the way, Duke's out of a coma. And then they're all celebrating. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was, that was, you know... And it's part of what makes this film get made fun of. Just kill off Duke. Stick yeah. with it. If Stick you're going, with your guns. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, you're going to sell toys anyway. Yeah. So, you know, grow a pair. And Falcon sucks. You don't want him to carry the series. <laughs> yeah, what were they thinking with that guy? <sighs> he sucks. He just, like, sucks. Like, I like I said, like, he, he could be this so hateable, he's great character, but he's not. Like, there's no, there's nothing that sticks with him. He's just shitty. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what they were thinking with this character. Terrible idea. Now, these movies, the failure of Transformers, uh, My Little Pony, the movie, which I've never seen. I know nothing about. Yeah, I mean. And... You know, right here with G.I. Joe, I mean, this pretty much killed Hasbro and Marvel coming out with massive movies. I don't think they came out with anything else after this three. They just kept on with the cartoons and comics. Yeah. It's going to be interesting because we're going to see it now, that Hasbro inked that film franchise deal, and they're going to do, like, 
the Transformers that cross over with the G.I. Joes, that cross over with Mask. And then Hasbro just got the rights to something else, too, now. That'll definitely be in the universe. I forget what it now, is. Now, are these live actions? Yes. Oh, they're all going to do these live action things, and they're all going to cross over now. Holy hell. So G.I. Joe and Transformers are going to be in the same movie with Mask and Power Rangers. So now we can have a movie that has the Transformers... Power Rangers and G.I. Joe all in the same movie now. That's insanity. Yeah. And that's that's guaranteed what they're trying to build right now. And I think I think the rumor is that Bumblebee, which comes out this Christmas, is gonna start the uni- Hasbro cinematic universe. So it's gonna be interesting to see. Oh my. That's gonna <laughs> kill some brain cells. I oof, that's all I got for behind the scenes on this. My friend Ryan when I brought this up, and my friend Jeremy, just, like, to see them... I didn't get to see Jeremy's face, but I know he loves G.I. Joe. But Ryan's I got to see. As I mentioned, we were going to do this, and his eyes just light up. Like, he's (laughs) just like, I've got tubs of this back home, and I had this guy and this guy, and he's spurting out all these names. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's like a foreign language, yeah. I don't know any of these characters' names. Yeah, the fandom behind this is so crazy still. And that's another reason why, like, as wacky and as crazy as this movie is, I can't shit on it too much because, I mean, they throw every character on screen and all the character designs are fantastic. So, I mean, I gotta love, I gotta give it a little bit of love. Like, I feel people who, like, were, you know, religiously involved with this they're gonna be like you guys don't know and they're gonna be saying all this yeah. stuff that we're not naming and whatever it's like sorry uh, yeah, i wasn't part of this universe yeah i wasn't a fan but like at the same time like mad respect to the fans of this though like it's huge it's i remember huge and it's a fun it's a fun crazy universe to be a part of like I mean, when you have a comic book series run that long and all the different iterations of animation tv series they had on this i remember something called gi joe extreme yep i remember that remember what, yeah everyone that was, was doing... more my that was more my age because that was like 95 ish something like that yeah i always remember like that in beast wars yeah for transformers yeah. which like the, was the 95 96 reboots of those <laughs> yeah it was just wackiness i loved beast wars though as a kid but man i rewatched some of that <laughs> yeah, i'm sure it does not hold up wow <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean that's. I mean with the. I mean with the two live action movies coming out for GI Joe, it, it's crazy how big this universe truly is. Honestly, and like sincerely in awe of it, I just am not a part of it. Yeah, I kind of look from afar. I'm like, good job, but I don't really care to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, but with with that said, you know, if you guys come across this movie somewhere. I say pick it up just to watch once. Hell yeah. This is nuts. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I necessarily like it as a movie, but just as a like experimental sort of over-the-top 80s consumer piece, it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I hate this as a movie, but I love this as a piece. Yes. An art piece, <laughs> yeah. if you will. Yeah. Uh, as a trash piece, this is quite something to marvel at. It sure is. All right, let's come back with uh, the museum and uh, what's next. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. All right, Matt, do you know... Oh, oh, damn it, I do this every week. (laughs) 
This is the part of the show where we put something in the museum, whether it's good or bad. We've got to learn. We're just like Indy, going out there and finding what's good. Yes. So as much as there could be lumps of coal that we could learn from this week, I do still want to keep it positive, and I want to put in the museum the character of Sergeant Slaughter because I don't understand the crossover between wrestling and G.I. Joe because I wasn't in the G.I. Joe fandom, but I absolutely was in the early 90s wrestling fandom. Loved Sergeant Slaughter. So the fact that he is the same character he is in wrestling in this cartoon form in this otherworldly universe is amazing to me. And the fact that it is Sergeant Slaughter playing the character of Sergeant Slaughter and it's credited as such is amazing to me. And I love that. It's one of those things where you look at them and realize how smart sometimes they were. They already had this colorful character in wrestling. So they're like, well, he's got a military character. Let's just stick him in here. We, I mean, we've already got something to build this TV series off of. Just stick him in there and kids are going to be like, I know him from wrestling. Yeah, they already made the toys. So you're all set. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, so smart. Now, their marketing on this film is terrible, <laughs> but that's smart. Yeah. They, yeah. I mean, look how much money they've made off these. They know what they're doing. Yeah. So my, I am going to put a lump of coal into it because this is so easy. It's basically what I've been saying the whole time. Grow a pair, kill off Duke, and for the love of God, have someone read the script before you put this nonsense on screen. Yeah. That's a good lump of coal. <laughs> oh, man, I, I can't believe they they went on. They're like, you know what? Read the script. Like what you guys are doing. <laughs> like where you're headed with it? Go for it. <laughs> Put as many fucking colors and characters as you can on screen. <laughs> How much money do you need? Oh, it doesn't matter. We're going to make it. <laughs> oh, right. man. Okay, that ends a very exciting G.I. Joe breakdown. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't like this movie, but I love this movie. (laughs) I loved watching this movie with you and discovering something that made us almost temporarily lose our mind. Yes. (laughs) You put into words best exactly how I feel about this. All right, uh, Matt, what's, what's next in your animation month? This will be the last one for animation month. It will be uh, an American tale. Five goes West. I know someone named Sarah that's very excited about this. I'm so excited to make Sarah happy with this one because she lit up when we said we were going to do this, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited about this. I don't remember hardly anything about this. Me neither. I loved it as a kid, uh, and this is my VHS from childhood that we're going to watch. I loved it. Loved it as a kid. I never I never even really liked the first one that much because Five Goes West is the second one, but they don't... You don't need the first one to see the second one but now the first one i think is a don bluth this is like this a, this is still don bluth is this don yeah. bluth also yeah it's I Spiel, spielberg and don bluth i don't um, remember i remember more of the first one yeah the first one the first one is probably more beloved and more regarded it has the that song in it the somewhere out there song that's that's an amazing song but like i liked five goes west because this is them having fun with the character now then that's why, you know, American Tale was more of a serious movie, more of a Don Bluth, you know, dramatic thing. Five Goes West was like them saying, all right, we've established these characters. Let's have fun. It's a completely separate story. I don't think you need the first one. We'll find out when we go to watch it. Uh, I don't think you need the first one, though, to see this second one. But I'm very, very excited to revisit it. Haven't seen it in 20 years. Yeah, I am too. I'm really interested uh, because I looked up that what's-his-name is... 
I don't remember the the actor's name who does the voice, so the fat cat in this. Isn't it Tom DeLuise? Yeah, Tom DeLuise in this. Oh, I was like, so funny. Oh, boy. So funny. Here we go. <laughs> yes, so Five Goes West and American Tale 2 will be next week, uh, and we will close out Animation Month. So, now we can talk more about your film festival. Can you describe to people why they have to see Soft Matter? <laughs> Guys, you have to see Soft Matter. Uh, May 22nd is the release date on that. We have VOD and DVD. DVD you'll probably have to direct order from Wild Eye releasing, but VOD you can get on all your on-demand services, so iTunes and cable on-demand, all that stuff, all that great stuff. It is the most insane put together movie that somehow works you know like we just talked about how insane gi joe is but it like doesn't work this is a movie that's completely and totally batshit insane that works on every level it's like adult swim meets 80s creature feature with like pieces of like nickelodeon in it and like like there's animation there's dance sequences there's songs like it's completely unbelievable you have to see this movie i'm gonna bang the drum on dead ants because that's, like, literally a movie made for 13-year-old Steve. Yes. No, it is It is a movie made for movie fans and, like, just, like, people who like to have fun in general. <laughs> like, one of the most talked about movies of Horrorama was Dead Ant, which we had the director in for. And I love this film. I, I absolutely love this film. It's so fun. It's so stupid, but it works so well. Uh, it's about an 80s glam metal band that takes peyote in the desert so they could try to reinvent their sound and accidentally wake up a bunch of ants who come after them. Hilarious. It works. It's got Sean Astin, Tom Arnold, and probably his best performance ever, or at least since True Lies. And uh, Jake Busey, my man, is in that. Uh, and when I did the Q&A with the director, Ron Carlson, who is amazing, by the way, I had my number one Jake Busey fan shirt on that Alex made for me. So. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool when he looked at it and he goes oh man i gotta tell jake about that he did he in front of right in front of me he texted jake Busey. the next day jake Busey posted the picture on his instagram and said i found my fan (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome thanks jake love to have you in next year (laughs) what a wonderful film and and now now jake's moving on to stranger things season three and predator and well damn i didn't know that part yeah Oh, that's right. No, I did read He's that. He's Gary yeah. Busey's son, like Gary Busey's character's son. Yeah, I did read that. Predator. Oh, man. That's awesome. I love it. I actually can't wait for that film. Yes. Very excited for can't, Predator. Can't. That is, that is, we need to cover that on the podcast because that is a film tailor-made for us and for our listeners. New Predator. Could not get enough of that film as a kid. <laughs> and I love how my parents would walk in, what you watching? Predator. You know, like people getting just hacked to bits. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, go about your business. Yeah. There's no sex in it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's no boobs, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we had we had a blast with both of those movies. Yeah, I, I gotta recommend them. And then next week, let's let's come back and talk about Chicago Rot. Yeah. We'll talk about an incredibly crazy ass film full of blood and gore in Five Goes West. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so tune in next week. Very excited to talk about Five again uh, for the first time in 20 years and. Uh, I'll fill you in on the kind of day three of Horrorama. <laughs> Great. If you want to listen to more of our fun little podcast here, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube. And please, please rate and review us on iTunes. 
Yep, appreciate all those that have so far. Thank you for always uh, listening and supporting us. We hope to keep keep this going, and it only keeps going if you guys keep listening. <laughs> right on. All right. Until next week, take it easy. Remember to be kind. Rewind.